Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicularist. Yeah, I am. You know it. Um, 130 some odd episodes in. You probably are aware of that fact. Unless, of course, this is the first episode you're listening to, in which case, welcome. I'd like you because you did not start at episode one. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to start at episode 130-something. Take that, normalcy, you says to yourself, you says. Today, within the liberal queue, is Ha Internet Day in which we discuss the internet. More accurately, I discuss the internet and things from it, and you listen to what I discuss with myself. Talking to myself basically is what I do, and then record it, and then post it. If you want to really boil it down, that's what it is. On internet days, I do not give spoiler warnings, but I always say that I don't give spoiler warnings, which in itself, when you think of it, is a bit of a spoiler warning. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you subscribe, rate, and comment on the old iTunes. That would be kind of you, and I would appreciate it very, very much. From the cockles of my heart, even. Something I say just about only on Fridays, on Internet Day episodes, is that the podcast, meaning this one, has an app within the Android store, for free no less. So if you have an Android device, please feel free to make use of that app, because it makes um, for some easy listening. Easy listening app. If, like me, you are listening on an iDevice, you have many, many options, but one of them is to add to your home screen the um, Podbean website that hosts this podcast because they've created a mobile version that is very app-like in its nature. So, thank you to them. Just a little, uh, I guess, we'll call it behind-the-scenes action, which I throw out from time to time is that uh, today is day two of my recording of this podcast for the first time ever with the use of a headset microphone. A boom microphone, if you will. It basically fits on your head, projects a boom with a microphone on the end that sits right in front of my mouth. Uh, Finished minutes ago, really. Editing, editing, editing the video games day episode that I recorded yesterday. And uh, the first half came out sounded really good, I think. Um, Normally I have to edit out the car sounds and sort of amplify it a little bit. But uh, it didn't really need any touching at all as far as that was concerned. Uh, And then for some reason the second half, so my drive home, did not sound nearly as good. sounded perhaps half as good. So uh, I don't know what went wrong there, 
Uh, I tried to do this morning exactly what I remember doing yesterday morning, and we'll hope it doesn't do it again, because if it uh, comes out the same quality as the, uh, yesterday afternoon's her video games day drive home, um, I wouldn't be too impressed and probably would look for other solutions. If you have other solutions or an opinion on the matter, I would love to hear from you. A little audience participation, if you will. You can do so to the email address provided in the closing credits, or you can tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood. Thank you in advance. Oh, how about that? A pre a pre-advanced thank you. <clears throat> okay, last piece of podcast-related business is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Yakov Smirnoff Translator Academy. Once again, today's sponsor is the Yakov Smirnoff Translator Academy where our motto is, in English, a Russian translator translates Russian, and in Russia, Russian translates a Russian translator. <laughs> what an academy. Okay, so, why don't I get into item the first? That was a, a long pre-show bit, normally not that long, just so you know. Hmm. Item the first is a podcast. Yeah. We love bringing back some podcasts in the Liberal Cube, do we not? Yes, we do. Question asked and answered by myself. Why do I do it? I don't know. The, Nor oh shit, Norm MacDonald, Norm MacDonald's podcast. What's it called? <laughs> is it called the Norm MacDonald podcast? I think it might be. Or does it have like a fancy name to it? I didn't write it down. And I don't remember. Let's just assume it's called the Norm MacDonald podcast. Uh, a new addition to my repertoire, um, and very, very much enjoying it. Uh, I wasn't planning on bringing back an episode, however, his guest was none other than Mr. Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, so I had to bring it back because mostly I like him, sure, but the missus friggin' loves this guy. Like, a, a freakish, a freakish love of Gilbert Godfrey the missus possesses. It is strange. And, uh, how about further behind-the-scenes action? As I occasionally and often mess with the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bits today within the Liberal Cubist Frat Internet Day, however, in the actual real world, it is Wednesday. Wednesday, June the 19th, specifically, which just so happens to be uh, the Mrs. and I's three-year anniversary, so hey, it's kind of all coming into place. Norm MacDonald, super funny. Gilbert Godfrey, super funny. Sitting down together and talking about shit. You know what happens when they do this? Super funny shit. Huh? It's basic math. And if I know anything about math, it's the basic stuff, because I can't do the non-basic stuff. Have trouble with even the basic stuff, really. Gilbert Godfrey talked a little bit about working on a uh, talk show called Thick of the Night. <laughs> That's a horrible name. Uh, apparently Alan Thick had a talk show. I am sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this came up 
I remember on a TV Tuesday episode, oh, was it a couple of months ago, probably, um, the missus and I stumbled upon a show called Celebrity Wife Swap. One of the episodes was with Gilbert Godfrey and Alan Thicke. So, um, yes, I, I assume that the producers of Celebrity Wife Swap must have known that Gilbert and Alan did not get along very well. In fact, Gilbert was apparently fired from Thick of the Night. All right, folks, uh, just brief intermission while I stop and get a coffee. You will find it even briefer, though, because I will edit, edit, edit it out, as I do. Back in a moment, even. <laughs> editing, editing, editing. On the road again. So, uh, mission accomplished, coughing received from the lovely Jordan. <laughs> uh, I think I've mentioned this occasionally, and perhaps foolishly also mentioned it to the missus, that uh, the girl who quite often helps me at Tim Hortons works in the, in the window there. Her name is Jordan, and she has big boobs. <laughs> And is not too shabby on the old peepers. Hmm. Why did I tell the missus this? I don't know. I'm an idiot. Because uh, I think it's funny. That's why. Okay, so where were we? Thick of the night. Yeah, apparently Gilbert Godfrey, I'm not sure if he was a writer on it. I think he was both a writer and occasionally appeared in a bit. A uh, sort of recurring bit. That was like a joke that he lived... Uh, in the studio, in, like, the catwalks, <laughs> like, up above the studio. Yeah. Comedy ensued maybe once or twice, but mm, eventually did not ensue. So they spoke of uh, Yakov Smirnoff. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Just happens to be our sponsor today. What? Huh. That's strange how that worked out. Uh, apparently, Yakov is still around and kicking, works in Branson, Missouri. Does his, uh, quote-unquote act there. Um, what a country, yes. <laughs> this time, I, uh, sort of, kind of, sort of wrote down some of the jokes that they do. Norm will, it's almost as if he will stop the show. They'll be talking, they'll be laughing, and he'll, he'll kind of stop it with, all right, why don't we tell some jokes? He will leave a long pause after saying that. Quite often you can hear, I'm not if sure if it's the guest or co-host Adam Egan. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't write it down and I think I remembered it. Well, pretty good. Uh, you can hear people in the back, background kind of giggling at that. I assume it's sort of, he looks as if he's kind of had a stroke at this point and is not moving. So, this time I didn't so much write down jokes, but just what some of the jokes were about. Because uh, I have a bad memory for jokes. Hmm. A bad memory for jokes! Uh, there was a joke about Obama's daughter. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Uh, Craigslist, Chinese names, Tiger Woods, Michael Douglas... Just to name a few. Apparently, Michael Douglas, uh, I just sort of caught on with, with jokes I've been hearing about him, that had throat cancer from 
um, how do I say this, eating pussy. Uh, see, you thought I was going to try to find a delicate way to say that, but no. Licking cunt. There it is again. Dirty, dirty. Munching twat. Well, should probably apologize because that right there is the dirtiest episode ever. But, hey, we have an explicit rating on iTunes for a reason. You should not be listening if you can't handle the the Punani. Mm, yes. Uh, the end of this episode, Norm MacDonald killed himself. Huh. Uh, I'm going to assume, as I did not read it in the papers, although I do not read papers, uh, it was a joke. Okay, let's move on to get one more in before I get to work. Vix Basement and other podcasts. Huh. Uh, l- listen listen to every single episode. They are always great. I do not bring back everyone. However, this one I could not resist because they had a guest in the basement, which they do not always do. I should just mention that it doesn't actually take place in a basement, despite the fact that they pretend it does take place in Vic's basement and he lives with his mother. (laughs) Very, very, very funny. I like the idea that they thought of that. Uh, The guest was none other than Mr. Adam Sessler. Yes! Worlds Colliding is how I felt of this. Two of my favorite sources for video game news and reviews colliding on one podcast. How could I resist bringing it back? It was friggin' it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was my favorite episode of Vic's Basement to date, definitely. I uh, just, just loved every minute. Uh, I think these two gentlemen, Victor Lucas and Adam Sessler, uh, have the combination of being super, super smart and super in love with video games. So combine those two things together and makes for just an amazing conversation. Uh, Scott C. Jones was there as well. Anyways, they uh, started out with some non-video game-related talk, like the difference between Canada and the U.S. Uh, the reason I like this that sort of section was no one... I don't know if it's, I don't know, and I don't think it's just because they were kind of on the air, quote unquote. But no one ever seems to have a bad thing to say about Canada, uh, which I find very, very nice. Being a Canadian living in Canada, uh, always sort of were like super, super high on the top countries lists that people make, and uh, I think rightly so. Uh, one sort of knock against Canadians that I have always found is that they are not, for my taste, patriotic enough. Uh, such an amazing country. I wish that they were perhaps not on the level of patriotism with uh, Americans, but showed a little more pride in their country. I would, uh, I would appreciate that. Uh, okay, so let's, uh, a lot of this podcast, their talk was focused on the game Uh, Last of Us. This game is sort of sweeping the critics with its apparent awesomeness. I think it'll be a game that I kind of have to play. The only reason I sort of debate uh, pulling the gun and buying it, uh, especially now that it's kind of just came out, is that I have heard from sources that... Well, it's kind of weird. I've heard from multiple sources and reviews that it's a huge game. Just huge... uh, I don't... They never really go on to elaborate when they say huge, huge in story, I guess. 
but then I've also heard people say that it's kind of a, a 12 to 15 hour game, and for me a 12 to 15 hour game is a short game, and not a huge game. Um, so, for that reason, I would not want to pay the full $60 price tag for uh, an experience of that length, because I think uh, it would kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of mar the experience a little bit. I know that a professional video game reviewer does not really take uh, price into consideration and bang for your buck into consideration, uh, but I do, because I am not professional and don't have money to blow willy-nilly on every single video game when it's only going to take me a weekend to play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam Sessler says it's one of the most violent games he's ever played, yet uh, it's sort of a fitting violence. It's not over-the-top gory blood. He says there's incredible stillness. It's one of it's the most moving and enveloping game he's ever played, and uh, points out that he doesn't like saying this, but feels he should, that it's not for everyone. Uh, yeah, so I, I think people who see the, the sort of game set who play nothing but Call of Duty and sports games probably wouldn't like a game like that. Uh, okay, they talked about uh, mobile gaming. Uh, they talked about the Ouya, which uh, I'm kind of interested in. don't have time to get into the Ouya too much, maybe at a later date. Uh, disc versus downloadable game. Why are they the same price? something that came up there. Why are they the same price? And um, I think they talked about the sort of thought that as games are more likely now to be downloaded as opposed to purchased on a disc, the makers of, uh, of video games will have to take that into consideration because, uh, say, indie game developers are selling their games at much, much lower costs so sort of big-name video games are going to have to, if they want to keep uh, the sort of lion's share of video game purchases, are going to have to perhaps lower their prices, which I would be a fan of. <laughs> Yay, lowering prices of things I purchase. Folks, I'm at work. So I will stop talking for eight hours. Well, I won't do that because I'll probably have to talk while in work. However... Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Oh, you dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Eight hours of work completed under my belt, no less. Whatever that means. Why don't I jump right back in to Fry Internet Day? I can't think of a reason. If you can't think of the reason, I can't hear you. Uh, I'm going to do it. Feet first, even. No, you know what? I'm going to dip my toe in. All right, waters are good. Let us commence. Item the third, I do believe, is the re-returning. Um, eh, not re-returning, just returning of the web series Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yes! Uh, I'd like to say, and I think it is a little hipsterish of me to say, that uh, I have been watching this from day one. <laughs> I don't know, why is that a hipster thing? I think it is, though. Uh, and it's friggin' awesome. So glad I sort of stumbled upon it. 
I don't even remember how I did. I think it might have just been sort of floating around on the Cheesebigger network. I, I may have come across it that way. And uh, it has returned for its second quote-unquote season. It's kind of strange that web series is do seasons. I don't know why that is strange to me. TV does it, so why can't a web series? I don't know. It just seems different, because they don't all do it. Maybe that's it. Whereas with TV, every TV show will be broken up into seasons, whereas with a web series, uh, it's not necessarily broken up that way, and when it is broken up, it's not necessarily broken up the same way. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this web series, it is from the mind of Jerry Seinfeld. Ah, Jerry Seinfeld, who you may know from the television show The Muppets. You probably don't know him from that because he was actually on the television show Seinfeld. Ah, <laughs> oh god, I am a trickster. What a trickster. Uh, if I, um, tricked you with that sad, sad excuse for a trick, you should see a doctor. Yep, got good news and bad news. The good news is you will go through life in a sort of blissful unawareness of your surroundings. Huh? The bad news is you will go through life in a sort of blissful mood of your surroundings. You follow me? Blissfully unaware is both good and bad, is what I'm trying to say there. Anyways, uh, what it is, is uh, Jerry Seinfeld will get a fancy car, or not necessarily a fancy car, a different car. Yeah, a car that you would not normally see driving down the road, be it fancy or not. Uh, he will then call up a comedian buddy or pal, and then they will go uh, get a cup of coffee. I saw a, I think it was a, a Reddit ask me anything with him, or maybe it wasn't that so much as just he answered people's questions about this web series, and uh, he sort of admitted that the only thing that is sort of made up, uh, and not necessarily written, but made up, uh, is the phone call at the beginning, because obviously, and that makes an obvious sort of sense, obviously he's not calling up his friends out of the blue to go get a cup of coffee and then film it. He has sort of agreed with them beforehand that this is what is going to be done. Now, everything they talk about afterwards, after the pickup has happened, is all totally uh, off the cuff, just sort of comedians sitting and talking, which, if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you will know that that is one of my favorite things in the world, just funny people sitting down, shooting the shit. That is what a podcast quite often is. So uh, I love it. You could you can consider this a, a sort of podcast. Uh, it's it's almost got a, the form of a podcast in that sense. Okay, so let me see what the old notes say a little bit. Uh, this episode, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld had at his disposal, and I don't, I'm kind of curious how he gets these cars because I don't think he has purchased every single one of them. That would be pretty ridiculous. Uh, but I guess within the realm of possibility, with the money he has, look at Jay Leno, he's got a shit ton of cars. Anyways, uh, he had at his disposal a 1969 Jaguar convertible blue. Hmm, interesting. He had with him comedian, or comedianess, if you prefer. Although, did I just make that word up? Probably not. 
Uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman, who I have said many, many times, is probably, if I had to guess, the funniest woman out there today. Period. Now, that sentence, uh, I can see, would potentially piss people off. Uh, <laughs> probably most likely women. Uh, just saying, why do you need to have the distinction woman? Uh, can a woman be as funny as a man? Now, what I want to do with that thought is point at Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla got in, <laughs> apparently, uh, uh, trouble is not the right word, just people bugging him and pissing him off because uh, he said that women are not as funny as men. And I will agree with that sentence. Now, he further went on to point out that he was sort of misquoted and people take it as him saying women are not funny. And I, I totally disagree with that. There are many, many funny, funny women out there. Sarah Silverman, top of, top of my list, for example. Now, that being said, there are more funny men. And this is a sort of purely uh, opinion-based statement. There are more funny men out there than there are funny women out there doing funny things, okay? Uh, you could debate that. You could have a sense of humor in which jokes told by men never make you laugh uh, and only jokes told by women make you laugh because it's stupid to say that there is not a difference between jokes told by, uh, I shouldn't say jokes, but stand-up done by women and stand-up done by men are going to be very, very different. That's just common sense. Women and women, I, I got news for you people, women or men, they are different from one another. Huh. Yeah, you heard it here. Breaking news story. So obviously their humor is going to be different. Is that a bad thing? No, I think it's a good thing. In fact, uh, it's just my comedic leanings tend to more often lean towards uh, men comedians. Just a fact. Jack some truth will come up during these drives and sitting downs to get coffee and quite often breakfast. For example, uh, Sarah Silverman's father owned a women's discount clothing store called Crazy Sophie's Factory Outlet. Uh, Jerry, of course, <laughs> as I did, did not believe her. Thought she was making that up. But uh, it turns out this is a real and actual fact. So that very, very much amused me. So you know what I did? I do what I always do. I fucking wrote it down and brought it back. Hey, people, that is what I do. They drove by a Scientology building of some sort. I guess would it be a church? I don't know. A cult house? Sure. And uh, they pointed out, and uh, why do I think I've used this since then or brought this up with someone anyways they pointed out that the difference between a uh, religion and a cult is basically just time why do i think i brought that up so uh scientology and christianity are just about as crazy as one another and i would agree with that but christianity has been around longer so is more widely accepted they're both crazy. Let's just underline that. <laughs> there was a part where Sarah Silverman 
uh, talks a little bit about how she suffered from depression. And uh, she started talking about that, and then uh, Jerry sort of interrupts her and talks to the waiter to ask for some uh, half and half for his coffee. Just at the sort of most inopportune moment that could possibly exist for him to cut her off and ask someone something was this sort of deep emotional connection she was throwing out at him. <laughs> so uh, I laughed very hard at that. She uh, let him have it a little bit, and he made a face like, oh, shit, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, so, again, liked it. Brought it back. Hey, uh, Sarah Silverman brought up the subject of your default face, and how she said to, I think, yeah, it was Jimmy Kimmel's daughter? I think it was Jimmy Kimmel's daughter that her default face wasn't very good, and she should maybe consider throwing a smile on that. Uh, your default face, which I've never heard, but makes sense once you hear the explanation, is the face you kind of just have. You know, you're just sitting around, you're walking, whatever face you have on, that's your default face. Throw a smile on it. Jerry, the last thing I wrote down is that Jerry, if I can call him Jerry, which I just did, so apparently I can, uh, talked about how the UFC and Real Housewives are examples of the worst of each of the sexes. <laughs> and how they're sort of... Uh, growing popularity is a bad sign for uh, human beings as a race. <laughs> I freaking love that because I'm constantly pointing out to the missus that her watching Real Housewives is going to melt her brain and will do nothing but bad for her. Uh, so perhaps uh, the same thing basically coming from Jerry Seinfeld, that would sway her. She was a big Seinfeld fan. She has it on DVD even. Huh. Uh, and UFC, yeah, guys hitting each other. I don't think that'll ever go away. Okay, so let's move on to another mm, web series. No, pff, yeah, sure, whatever. Decided a long time ago just to call everything web series. This is, I think, more of a YouTube channel. Just because the videos on it are not necessarily intertwined with one another. Huh? Huh? Yeah, okay. It is called Normal Difficulty. Aha. And the uh, curator of this YouTube channel is a man by the name of Matt. Last name withheld, I assume. He uh, puts up videos that I guess you would classify basically as machinima, which is using footage from video games to... and then sort of uh, using that footage as your video. Eh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Hill, for example... Uh, let's throw an example off here. Uh, brought back the commentator. So he'll play Call of Duty Black Ops, or Blops, as I like to call it. Uh, and then just put on a uh, super really annoying voice and comment on everything happening on screen. So the other people playing online with him will hear this. And basically um, freak out, tell him to shut up. Uh, as you can imagine, if you know anything of Call of Duty and the people who play it, will sort of relentlessly call him a fag. Yeah, that's what he's dealing with. Uh, he edits it, though, to great comedic effect. And it's funny just to hear these people getting riled up just because he is commentating. That's one of his examples. 
of the uh, of the types of videos he will put up. Now uh, he's been gone for a while, gone from the YouTubes for geez months and months and months, and hadn't put up any videos until very very recently, and he put one up. Uh, the video was titled "Hello." Uh, it was unlike anything I've ever seen, really, on YouTube, because it was as if he sort of poured his heart out and gave the reason why he was away. Well, not so much the reason uh, in, in specifics, just sort of uh, had the feeling that he's kind of uh, was suffering from depression is what it felt like. Uh, and I know that field, bro. So I uh, kind of got that vibe. And just talked about how, uh, with the sort of stresses and strains of everyday life, and the sort of constant uh, YouTube comments, uh, he just kind of needed a break. So that makes sense. He his his YouTube channel extremely popular, and I think the more, unfortunately, the more popular you get on YouTube, the more likely you are to read negative comments about yourself, so that's kind of a shitty math there. Uh, but I, I really like the video we put out, sort of uh, very from the heart and uh, felt for him. Okay, folks, that right there is going to end her. Oh, shit. I knew I wasn't going to have time for this, but did just want to bring up very, very briefly, uh, you will know if you listen to last Internet Day, uh, I talked a lot about uh, Rev Revision 3, their YouTube channel, uh, specifically uh, videos with Mr. Adam Slessler and how they were going to have a big uh, sort of E3 coverage coming up. Well, E3 is over. All their videos are up. A hundred, like a hundred plus videos they put up uh, during the course of the three-day E3 conference. So that's freaking mind-blowing. Just hats off to them, man. And I will say I watched basically all of them. And uh, every every minute of coverage they had was just spot on awesome. Uh, kind of missed. This is the first year ever I hadn't gotten my E3 coverage from uh, G4 from like Attack of the Show and X Play, so I uh, was kind of missing that a bit. But these guys just blew me away, and forever will return to them on E3s, um, if not every week, which I do. <laughs> Wanted to get that out because they deserve uh, a lot of credit. Okay, folks, that is it. Now, I will say, as I do every day, oh, that rhymed, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best
best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.